Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. So the Warriors closed out a game at home against the Wizards, 135-126. And if you watch that game, you you got to admit that once Washington started hitting some shots, got it down to seven and then six, you were like, oh, oh no, here, here we go again. You know, uh, I was a little concerned that they might lose the lead, that they might kind of cough up this one as well. But I'll be honest, you know, even though they were up like 1920 or something like that and it got down to single digits, I felt pretty good because I just don't really think the Wizards are a very good team and, and they're not. But I just don't believe in Kristaps Porzingis or Bradley Beal beating you at home in a game like that where they have to come back from so far down. But hey, maybe uh, I'm still kind of a Warriors optimist in that respect. You know, this was one that the Warriors needed. I feel like throughout the season, because they've hovered around 500 for so long that there's been so many games where it's like, oh, this, this is kind of a must win. Oh, th- this game means a lot. Oh, this this game could tell us something uh, this way or the other. And I felt that about this one too, because, you know, we're coming up on the all-star break. And as I've said before, I kind of looked at this last 10 game stretch and I was like, oh, well, hopefully I would love if they could finish seven and three before the break, get a sense of who they are, get some confidence, get some uh, good vibes going, some mojo back so that when they return from the break, they're like, okay, this is who we are and let's just uh, get to work. Uh, Right now they are five and four. So they could be six and four. I mean, it's not the seven and three I'd hoped for, but six and four is more than acceptable. The quick turnaround to the Clippers game in LA, the Clippers, I believe are pretty, pretty darn healthy. And they've been playing overall better than the Warriors, at least more consistently over the past month or so. So it'll be tough. It'll be tough. And, you know, if they end up five and five, it is what it is. That's where they lie because that will make sense. Because if they end up five and five in this final 10 game stretch before the break, then they will be 29 and 29. Right now they're 29 and 28. If they could snag this game against the Clippers, it would mean a whole lot to me, <laughs> but also to them. You know what I mean? Because if Clay's not playing, if Steph is obviously out, uh, Gary Payton the second out, and you know you're going on a road back to back from Chase Center to Crypto.com or whatever it's called at this point, then that would do a lot for the confidence of the team, some of the supporting players. And it would, I mean, I keep saying this phrase, show us who they are. Warriors, <laughs> the Warriors are just kind of like, okay, we, we've we seen who you are, but who are you now? And I think that's the big question mark. In this game, you know, they were a lot better in some of the areas that uh, they've had problems with recently. They kept the turnovers relatively low. They had only had 14 compared to 17 for the Wizards. And they they fouled 19 times compared to 15. So it is what it is. But, I mean, at least they got 15 free throws. I mean, that's something, right? That's better than 12. That's better than nine. So they're 11 for 15. 
But more importantly, uh, the Wizards only had 21. So six free throw differential, although uh, the Wizards hit seven more total. The Warriors still chucked up a bunch of threes. They were 20 for 40, a nice round 50%. And, you know, I mean, when they hit their threes, they play well. Kerr said after the Lakers game, hey, we're a team that's not built to get fouls, to go to the basket, get fouls. We're a team that's built to hit three-pointers. Obviously, it was kind of something, especially in the throws of the James Wiseman, Gary Payton II uh, trade debacle fiasco. It's like, well, you know, you had a guy who could probably get some fouls or score in the paint. But again, that's gone. That's over with, as you obviously know. Uh, the Warriors, they decided to go ahead with the trade and accept it. And they filed a complaint with the NBA regarding the Portland Trailblazers. I'm not exactly sure what that means from everything that I've read in terms of you know people with knowledge on this stuff. It's not likely that the Warriors are actually going to get anything out of it directly like on the court. They're not going to get an extra player. They're not going to get an extra pick or two. It's going to be, are the Portland Trailblazers fined? Are they reprimanded? Is there any kind of punishment for them? You know, more about the Blazers than it is about the Warriors getting something. It could be. And, you know, someone in the YouTube comments said to me that, you know, it's something where the Warriors could potentially uh, pursue it. But again, that just sounds like to me that they will, you know, maybe <laughs> Lake up get some money or if they get anything, it's not going to affect the rest of this season. So to me, uh, that's that's very moot uh, because I'm not dealing with it here now. If we get like a second round pick uh, in 2025, I right now I don't really care. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So, you know, you just deal with the uh, task at hand and what's in front of you. And we've said for a long time that Andrew Wiggins hasn't looked like Andrew Wiggins from before his injury. We all know that his absence was a big deal. You know, he was the second best player on this team, second most consistent player on this team up until the time he got hurt. And that was a really, really huge blow for them. He had never been out with an injury that long. So my concern was that it would take him a while to get back to where he was. His shooting stroke was so, so accurate. And because he's not a naturally, you know, pure shooter, I worried about that coming back. And it hasn't really fully come back. But in this game, the Warriors needed him really, really Badly. I mean, they're going to need him until Steph gets back. And obviously, they'll need him in general, right? Because he was their second best player in the playoffs last year. So, Wiggins, 39 minutes, 12 for 23, three for six from three, hit both of his free throws. That's nice. Seven boards, four assists, no turnovers, 29 points plus 21. Oh, man. He gets a chef's kiss for that one because. That is an amazing stat line for Andrew Wiggins. And he was aggressive. He was going for dunks. He wasn't settling. He was taking the ball uh, into the low post. And he was going after mismatches. And 
that's what you want from him, right? Like the whole thing about Wiggins last season was that he's finally being aggressive. And I feel like he hadn't been that aggressive lately. And again, it's just one game, you know, but at least we know he can access it still. And we know, I mean, hopefully this is a confidence builder for him because the Warriors, they they can't go anywhere uh, without him. They can't go deep into the playoffs without him, plain and simple. You know what I mean? If people are hoping for Gary Payton II to come back in three months, if Wiggins isn't Wiggins, then you're not going to see Gary Payton II until next season. You know? Clay Thompson, 36 minutes, 10 for 21, only four of 13 from the field, uh, but he had 27 points. And what I liked about him is, you know, he shot – a bunch of twos at least still too, you know what I mean? And he took the ball in the post. He went for mid rangers and again, getting those twos, even though they shot up 43s, like that's where they can still take advantage. I mean, when Steph gets back, I mean, yeah, obviously he changes everything. That dude goes for twos, right? He takes what the, what the defense gives him. He'll step in the line, go for mid rangers around the elbow and I think the Warriors need to continue to do that. Even if they're not built to get into the paint or go to the basket, it's something that they still still have to figure out how to try to do. You know what I mean? There's options in this offense to go to the basket. So I think that they need to unlock that a little bit because you're not going to shoot 50% from three every game as we've seen. You know, We've seen that as of late. When they lose, it's because they shoot poorly from three. And... <laughs> the other things, they cough up the ball, etc. So it's a good win. It's a nice win. I'm like super happy about it. And I mean, the thing is about the Warriors, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I said this after the Dallas game, like I'm pretty sure every team knows that the Warriors cough up their leads in the fourth. So no team is going to stop. No team is going to quit coming after them. They're waiting for the Warriors to miss those threes. They're waiting for the Warriors to cough up the ball. They're waiting for the Warriors to foul. So those things are things that the Warriors need to continue to tighten up a little bit. And, you know, we'll see. It's just one way. Like it's the rest of the season is just going to be like, you know, get your, get your lunch pail and, you know, tough out these wins and find a way and try to get better every game, especially while Steph is out. We still don't know exactly when he's coming back. He'll be reevaluated after the All-Star break. Uh, so that's a big question mark. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. And then also Gary Payton II, Bob Myers had a presser today. He said that they'll reevaluate Payton in a month, which is great. I mean, if he can come back before the end of the regular season, that will be amazing because he can get his wind, he can get his rhythm, he can rebuild his chemistry with the team, find some chemistry with the newer guys, et cetera. And then you're starting to figure stuff out, starting to figure out how to uh, play into the postseason. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet 
$5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Is Steph going to go for 30? Is Clay going to hit five threes? Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. But, you know, as of now, this is who the Warriors are. And we don't know who they're going to get in the buyout market or who they're going to go after right now. Bob Myers, again, in his presser said, they'll look at people, but you know, he needs to consult with the coaches, the coaching staff and Steve Kerr, uh, because why get somebody if you're not going to play them? And when I heard that quote, when I saw that quote, I was like, Oh, that, that sounds like a shot at Kerr, you know what I mean? About the whole Wiseman thing. And it may or may not have. I mean, I'm not in their offices. I'm not in the locker room. For all intents and purposes, we've heard over the years that they get along really, really well. Uh, who knows? But it may have been shot of him saying, like, why why get somebody when you're not going to play them? It's like, exactly, why get Wiseman if you're not going to play them? So, that's a whole nother debate. You can read between the lines, try to parse things, try to see if there's any shade being thrown or like seeing if people can't help themselves in front of a mic. But, you know, that is what it is. But on that note, you know, like I do wonder, I mean, it's been out there for a while, whether or not Bob Myers is going to come back next season. And a lot has been reported over the last couple months that he doesn't have a contract yet. Uh, that maybe, uh, Lacob wants to have his kids run the organization, maybe Dunleavy, uh, maybe Bob Myers is just ready to go. You know, maybe there's a bigger, better, more well-paying job just waiting for him somewhere out there. I always thought that, hey, I'm sure the Lakers job would be amazing, but Rob Palenka is on a contract extension. Also, he just made a couple of trades that turned him into uh, a hero after he'd been a pariah for the last few years, you know? So that's not open. Uh, the Clippers, who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not really sure what teams, GMs across the league are on the hot seat or whatever, but I can definitely see Bob Myers being highly, highly valued and having a almost a bidding war amongst a couple teams if he got out there. So you never know. You never know. Maybe, maybe he's kind of over it. Maybe he's kind of done again. I think a lot of what happens to this team on the court uh, in terms of players, coaches and front office stuff. I think a lot of that really, really just depends on how this season plays out. So playing the wizards tonight made me think back to that opening preseason run they had in Japan against the Wizards. And when everything seemed okay, we were all so innocent then, right? Like the the vets looked like they were having fun. They were excited to defend their title. They were still on that high. And the young guys, including James Wiseman, they all got to play. It looked like, wow, this team is really, really coming together, starting to figure stuff out, you know? But of course, 
that was maybe the high watermark of this season so far. And it all went downhill from there, right? Less than a week later, Draymond punched pool and things just got weird. The season started. No one played well except for like Wiggins and Steph. And here we are now. This season-long malaise, right? And I mean, after this crazy trade deadline where this whole Peyton Wiseman uh, Sadiq Bay trade was all just drawn out. It's like, man, this is agonizingly annoying. Just let's move on from the past and let's just go. And now we're here. And now you just kind of shovel that, you know, behind us. And we look at the guys who are on this roster and who might get healthy and where they can go. The task at hand, right? Looking forward to the future. You know what? It's going to get interesting. This is where like the fun part starts, to be honest. And whatever happens, I am 100% here for it. The Warriors, you know, were like, oh, maybe they could flip the switch. And then if they could only find the switch, maybe they could flip it, right? But we know that if they can start clicking, that they have a chance against anyone, anyone in the NBA. So that's what you can hang your hat on. But then they haven't shown it at all, right? And I don't think anyone who's pessimistic about this team is wrong. I don't think anyone who is optimistic about this team is wrong because we just don't know because we've seen both of those teams show up on different nights. And if like they play well and all of a sudden like blow through the rest of the season and go into the postseason strong, it's not so much, and I told you so to anybody who thought that they were done it's like well finally they played well we know what they can be if they play well right but can they do it consistently can they fight or continue to fight father time and can the young guys continue to fight father time and get older faster you know what i mean so that's going to be really really interesting to watch no matter what this is such a unique season compared to previous warriors seasons and I'm 100% here for it because either they're going to make me happy and surprise the world and all of a sudden be like, yo, we're here and make a deep, meaningful playoff run. Or they're going to flame out, uh, fall short of expectations, and things are going to change. You know, we don't know how much they're going to change, but in terms of, you know, players on the court, coaches, uh, front office, GM stuff, things will evolve. And as a fan, obviously I want them to win, but like, let's be honest, if they continue to flounder, it's going to be great theater, plain and simple. You know, like that's that's how I look at it. Just, it's going to be a fascinating story. Not that I want that. I definitely don't want that. I'd rather talk about the games and how well everybody's doing and how fun it is. But all this other stuff, it's like, you know, you start thinking about the future of this team. You start thinking about uh, are these guys eventually going to lose, as my buddy Aram in Toronto says, like eventually they'll lose as a trio healthy in the playoffs, right? Steph, Clay, Draymond. So hopefully it's not this season. Uh, but, you know, if they don't get broken up, then eventually it'll probably happen. But regardless, I'm here to watch everything unfold and it's going to be a hell of a ride. You know, I mean, we're here to be entertained, right? 
So you got to find something to entertain you in case they don't, you know, stumble into that dark room, locate the switch, and then find a way to flip it. Also, Steph, for the first time, spoke before the game in a pregame presser about the James Wiseman thing. And it's pretty clear. I mean, it had been reported that more or less he and the vets didn't want James Wiseman on this team. And Steph pretty much said what everybody else has said, right? Like he needs to play and it wasn't going to happen here. He says it just wasn't going to happen. So it's unfortunate and it's too bad that it didn't work out. And I've spoken on that and whatever, whatever. But, you know, it's pretty clear that once Steph says something, that is what it is. He hasn't put his foot down at least that many times over the years, but this seems like one of them. I don't know to what extent or how vehemently or how forcefully, but just hearing him speak on it, it seems like that is 100% what he wanted and he got it. So best of luck to James Wiseman. I'll be checking out some of his Pistons games just out of sheer curiosity. Uh, But, uh, you know, moving on. All right. Well, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick E. Pino or at Oakland Warriors. Check out our YouTube channel where you can watch this episode, youtube.com slash Oakland Warriors. Check us out at oaklandwarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you want to leave us a nice review saying good stuff about the show on Apple Podcasts, that would be hugely, hugely appreciated and it would be very, very helpful. Thanks. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time and go Dubs. <laughs>